Thank you for supporting the Ministry of Victory Outreach International. We pray this message challenges, ignites faith, and that God would fan the flame that will produce a harvest of souls throughout the world. Ephesians chapter 1, and we'll be reading in verse 3. And these are the words of the Apostle Paul to the Ephesians. He says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. I'll repeat it one more time. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Everyone bow your heads for a moment. Father, we come once again in the name of your Son, Jesus. And I pray that this evening that you may be able to have your way within our lives, that there will be gratitude and appreciation within our hearts for everything that you have done for us. Lord, we've been celebrating Thanksgiving. We have so much to thank you for. The wonderful and beautiful work that you have done in our lives. The blessings that you have bestowed upon us. And Lord, I pray that tonight, give us a heart of gratitude. Give us a heart full of praises unto thee. For we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Tonight, I would like to take this opportunity and continue on with a topic of Thanksgiving. We celebrated Thanksgiving yesterday, and it was a glorious day. I'm sure that many of you have had a tremendous time of fellowshipping together. And we also praise God for the service that we were able to have uh, yesterday morning as well. But also tonight, I believe that we should also uh, have a heart full of gratitude and praise unto God for the beautiful things that He's done within our lives. I think we need to meditate on the tremendous blessings that God has bestowed upon us. You know, uh, one of the richest and most overwhelming passages in the Bible is the discussion of Paul here in the passage, in this passage, of blessings that are ours in Christ Jesus. This is what Paul brings out in this scripture that we have here in Ephesians. It was John Calvin that made mention that these passages are intended to rouse the believer's heart to gratitude, to set them aflame, and to fill them to overflowing. And the Apostle Paul, the writer of this epistle, was a homeless man who knew little of material blessings because of his imprisonment. But in regard to the spiritual, he had a boundless wealth. And because of this, he had a heart full of gratitude and praise. If there was someone that didn't know too much about material blessings, 
it was, a, it was the Apostle Paul. He wasn't too much involved in material wealth and material gain, but he was an expert. He knew all about the spiritual blessings of God upon a person's life. And you find that throughout the, throughout the writings that we have in the epistles of the Apostle Paul. And Paul here in this verse, first of all, he begins to give us a description of the divine blessings of God upon our lives. And he says in verse 3, and I want you to follow with me, he says, Blessed be God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Let's take a look first at the blessed one is God. It says, Blessed be God. He is, he is telling us, he's not only telling the Ephesians, but he's telling us that we should bless God. He said, blessed be God who has given to us all these spiritual blessings. So the one that is to be blessed, first of all, even before we ask God to bless us, we should we should want to bless Him. We should have a desire within our hearts to bring blessing to God. And in the Bible, you find that God is blessed from Genesis to Revelation. You find that God is the one who is blessed. And throughout the Psalms, you find the psalmist blessing God and giving God the glory and giving God all the praise. In Psalm 34, we have the psalmist praising the Lord and he says I will bless the Lord at all times his praise shall continually be in my mouth my soul shall make her boast in the Lord the humble shall hear thereof and be glad and then he says oh magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together so this is the kind of spirit and gratitude that Paul had because he was totally submitted to God and he was not subject to circumstances as far as blessing God and sometimes we are kind of we bless God when we feel good and when we don't feel good we don't have any praises to God but the Bible speaks about that in all circumstances in all situations we should give glory to God we should bless God in James chapter 1 and verse 2 and 3 it says my brethren count it all joy when you fall into divers temptation knowing this that the trying of your faith worketh patience like that song says that Lydia sang so beautifully yesterday morning in everything give him thanks in the good times, give him thanks. In the bad times, give him thanks. In everything, in every situation, in every circumstances that you may find yourself in, give him thanks. So the blessed one that we find here in this verse, first of all, is God. He is the object of our praise. We're to bless him. We're to glorify him. We're to bless his holy name. Secondly, 
Also, not only do we bless him, but also God is also our blesser. And you notice what he says? He has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. In James chapter 1 and verse 17 it says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of light, in whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Who is us that the Bible is speaking about? It's speaking about a Christian. It's speaking about you and I tonight, that every good gift and every blessing that you have received comes from God, who is the blesser, and he brings blessings to our lives. When we bless God, we speak good of him, but when he blesses us, he acts and moves in our behalf with deeds. So we bless God by praising him. We bless God by speaking good of him, saying how, how wonderful he is, how lovely he is. And with our lips, we praise his name. And we find that in the Psalms and we find that throughout the Bible, magnifying the Lord, giving praises unto God, speaking good of God. But we also praise Him with our lives as well. You see, it's easy to, to speak and sometimes to uh, verbalize, but we must back it up with our lives. And the best way that we could praise God and be thankful unto God is when we're willing to dedicate our lives and lay our lives on the altar of sacrifice. This Thanksgiving day, I hope that those that were gathered here yesterday morning, I hope that we were able to make an evaluation of our lives and examine our lives. And if our lives were not the way it should be, I, I pray that yesterday there were decisions that were made. And even tonight, this is a time of self-evaluation, self-examination, and the very best way that we could praise God and give God the glory and thank God and be grateful for everything that God has done in our lives is by laying our lives on the altar of sacrifice and serving Him with everything that we have. So we bless God, but also God is the one that bestows all spiritual blessings to our lives. He is the one that brings blessings to us. And I'm sure that you can think about Many blessings that God has given unto you. He's given us salvation. That's the greatest blessings that anybody could receive. We can think, first of all, about our family. You can think about your, your wife. You can think about your husband. You can think about your kids. The, this Thanksgiving season, we think about the material things He's given unto us. The house, the, the car, providing for us materially. But the most important thing, and this, the, most, the most important thing in our lives and what really counts, and why we should have gratitude and have appreciation and have a, a heart full of thanksgiving is because of the salvation that He's given unto us. I don't know about you, but yesterday, it was a glorious day in our house. You know what my kids told me? Uh, Deborah and uh, Doreen came up to me and says, this is the best Thanksgiving that we've ever had. And you know why she's saying that? Because she's on fire for God. It's 
see? She really knew the, the, the meaning of Thanksgiving. Deborah and, and Doreen and, and the kids, they were, we were listening to Christian music and, and we had Brother Silos over and Silos was playing and we had this other evangelist that was there with his wife and they were singing and making a joyful noise unto the Lord. And then Doreen at the end of the day she says, this was the most blessed, the best Thanksgiving that we have ever had. Why? Because she was in tune with God. She had something to be thankful for. And the, what she had to be thankful for was that she had experienced the saving power, the saving grace of Jesus Christ. See, when we, when we take a look at our salvation and take our salvation into account, there wasn't anybody else that was able to save us. Only Jesus was able to save us. And that was a demonstration of love the Father giving His Son, Jesus Christ, to go to the cross of Calvary and die in our stead. So, no matter what the situation is, and the Apostle Paul always had a praise on his lips to God, even when he was in a prison. You see, circumstances did not stop him from praising God, and giving glory to God, and being thankful to God. Many of his epistles, he wrote it from a prison cell. But there was something on the inside that he had, his spiritual experience, that did not count on the outward circumstances that he faced. He was in a total different realm that could only not be, cannot be explained in human terms, but it could only be explained in spiritual terms. His relationship was a deep relationship with God. So, where are these blessings that the Bible speaks about? The Bible speaks about that they are in the heavenlies. You notice what it says? Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Now, you may think and say, well, when it talks about the heavenly places, you're thinking about that when we get to heaven. And when we get to heaven, we're going to be blessed. Well, we are going to be blessed when we get to heaven. But we have a taste of heaven right here. See, the phrase heavenly places refers not to a physical locality, but a realm or a region where the believer has been lifted in Christ. How many of you have tasted heaven? We've had a taste of heaven. Not the heaven, we're not dealing here with the heaven of the future, but the heaven that lies within and around the Christian here and now. In other words, the believer belongs to two worlds. We're in the earthly, we're part of the earthly, but we're also part of the heavenly as well. And this is why we're able to experience the benefits and the blessings of heaven because we have been translated into the heavenly realm when we gave our lives to Jesus Christ. What you experience and what I experience, the world does not experience. And in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 20, it says that we are citizens of heaven. For our conversation is in heaven, from which also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. In Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 6, it says that if you walk in the Spirit, 
the Spirit will produce all that you need. In Colossians chapter 3 and verse 1 and 2 it says, If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ seateth on the right hand of God. And then it says, Set your affection on the things above and not on the things of earth. We are citizens of heaven. Our life is in the supernatural realm. So we're not to live like the people live here on earth that have no hope, but we are people, we are part of the, of the, uh, of the heavenly citizens. We're citizens of heaven. We're recipients of the blessings of God. And this is why the Apostle Paul, when he writes, and even though he's in a terrible uh, situation physically, he's in, in jail, in, in a dungeon, but nevertheless he's able to glorify God, He's able to lift his, his heart before God. He's able to praise God. He's able to, to magnify the Lord because he recognized that the circumstances, the outward circumstances, were not able to stop the blessings of God upon his life. And this evening, I don't care what your situation may be. You know, there are times where, where you feel good. You can't go by feeling. You see, going by feeling is a sign of immaturity. How many have felt times you, you wake up in the morning you don't even feel you're safe? Right? How many of you felt feel terrible? Sometimes you don't even feel like you want to pray. Sometimes you don't even feel like you want to come to church, right? Isn't that so? How many times you have had to force yourself to come to church? See? Because you don't you, you, you don't you don't go by your feelings. If you go by your feelings, you'll be up one day and down the next day. But like the apostle says, I, I know in whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him. We know where our relationship is and we know with whom our relationship is. So the apostle Paul is able to say, even though I am in a dungeon, even though I am a prisoner, I'm not prisoner of man. I am a prisoner of the Lord Jesus Christ. Even if they kill me, I'm still able to praise and magnify and glorify his name. Because he was translated into heavenly places. He was in the realm and the region of the heavenly. And was able to, to go beyond the, the earthly and everything, every earthly experience that would try to put him down and discouragement, discourage him, he was able to overcome. He was able to rise above it. And this is where the Lord wants to bring us. The Lord wants to bring us into the heavenly region, into the heavenly dominion, spiritual dominion. And I want to bring three things that he wants to do with our lives. First of all, he wants us to learn to think supernaturally. You hear that? He wants us to learn to think supernaturally. That's what Della did. That's why her father is alive and well. You hear what she said when she started testifying about her father? She walked into that hospital room, and the devil was trying to tell Kirby, well, you better get, Kirby was sharing with me today, the devil was trying to tell Kirby, you better get the family ready because he's going to go. You know, you better start preparing yourself to comfort the family 
because he's going to die. But all of a sudden, something came on them on the inside, and Stella got up, and Kirby got up, and they began to rebuke the spirit of death. They began to think spiritually. They took dominion. They took the dominion. They took the power that God had given unto them. And all of a sudden, a miracle took place, and she told me he just woke up like that. And as soon as he woke up, he had church on his mind. He had Jesus on his mind. And he even asked that he wanted to see Sonny. Want to see Pastor Sonny. In fact, I'm going to be going over there tomorrow with him. And, uh, and I'm believing God to see him playing over here in the orchestra. But we have to think supernaturally. Thinking supernaturally, we're able to rise above the circumstances. Whatever the problem may be. If it's financial, if it's problem within your home or your children are giving you trouble, if it seems like everything is falling apart around you, there is uh, something inside of you that is able to endure that the world does not understand because of the Jesus that is living inside of you, because you, you've, been, you, you, you've been lifted up into heavenly places, and even though you may not be in heaven yet, you are in the heavenly realm, in the heavenly region. And there is a power that God has given unto you that you're able to endure. Even your thinking is different, and because your thinking is different, your speaking is also different. When everybody is speaking negative, you're able to speak positive. You're able to turn around and say, my God is able to make a way where there seems to be no way. When everybody says there is no hope, you say, yes, there may not be hope in man, but blessed be God, there is hope in God. This is why even in your family situation, and some of you may have problems with kids, one of the most depressing things that will try to knock you down and really tear you down emotionally is when you have problems with kids. I've seen couples where, you know, sometimes kids get rebellious, and I mean, they get rebellious. I have one couple that told me and just the other day that their child keeps on running away. I said, what do I do? What do I do? She's constantly running away. I can't tie her up, and uh, you walk out, and before you know it, she's gone again. And so many times I've heard, uh, testimonies of, of different people that share about how they, they have a, a terrible time with the children. And you know, that's, that, that, that could be very depressing. Especially when you're serving Jesus and you're serving God and you want your family to serve God and, and your children are, are rebellious. So even just one rebellious child is able to give you like a nightmare. One rebellious child. Some of you know what I'm talking about. But how many know that you're able to take that child before the presence of God? This is something that the world doesn't have, that hope. The world doesn't have that. But you're able to take that child and zero in on that child and you say, I may not be able to do anything. I may not have the answer, but I know who has the answer. I know who's able to work all things. And you're able to take that child and elevate that child and, I, I, into the very presence of Jesus Christ and believe and believe and trust that even though it seems like there's no way, that God is able to make a way. So we need to think. Our thinking must be supernatural. Supernatural. You know, uh, I even have to be careful as a pastor. 
You know that as you get older, you get a little bit more practical? How do you know that? You know, when you're young, you do crazy things, you know? And that happens to preachers, too. When you're young, you jump into things. My wife was telling me, Sonny, you're getting a little bit too conservative, you know? My wife was telling me, she said, you're getting a little bit too conservative. You're trying to analyze everything. What happened to that Sonny that used to dive into things, you know? You, know, you kind of get cautious, you know? You get older, you get cautious, you know? But we got to be careful. We got to we 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 have to have the mind of Christ. We have to we have to believe God for the supernatural. And when God says jump, we jump. We're able to believe the promises of God. So we think we need to learn to think supernaturally. That means that whatever problem you have is not too hard for God. And stop sniveling about it. Stop sniveling about it. Stop complaining about it. But nobody understands. Stop having a pity party about it. So many times we like to have a pity party. We want everybody to feel sorry, but nobody understands. This is my problem, and nobody else has a problem like me. Listen, everybody has that problem. You're not the only one. But you can take it, and it's all how you think in the frame of mind that you're in. You're able to take that problem and just place it in the hands of God. And then also, secondly, we need to learn to plan supernaturally. When planning, go beyond the possible. Are you doing that? In other words, God-sized plans. You see, if, if you don't plan God-sized plan, then God doesn't need to intervene. Whatever you're doing, do it that God has to intervene. In other words, take God into account. If you're going to dream, then dream big dreams where you're taking God into account. And this is not only applicable in ministry, but it's also applicable within your very own life. Believe God for great and mighty things. So when planning, plan supernaturally. Because we are in the realm of the supernatural. We're not in the realm of the natural. And since we're in the realm of the supernatural, let's plan in the realm of the supernatural. And then last of all, learn to claim supernatural resources. We mentioned that a little bit earlier about claiming the resources of God. We are not ordinary people. And this is why whatever situation we are in or you are in tonight... You're able to praise God. Even if you weren't, weren't able to buy a turkey, you're able to praise God. You're able to praise Him anyhow. In everything, give Him praise. We can have these blessings because we are in Christ. And last of all, in Romans chapter 8, verse 16 and 17, it says that we are heirs with Christ. And it says the Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God, and of children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. We need to live as children of God. So we have resources, 
And the resources that we have are in God. The resources that we have is not in man, but the resources that we have is in God. And we need to tap those resources. Whatever you need, God is able to supply. You could say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me because we are in Christ. And tonight, I'm thankful to Jesus. I'll tell you that he is able to keep. He's able to keep. He's a loving God. He's a God who cares about each and every one of us. And I believe that there are needs in your life tonight. Every one of us have needs. Uh, they may be, we don't all have the same needs, but there are needs in our lives that we have. And we have to take these needs and press in and take them before God. There are some of you that have needs for the salvation of loved ones. Others that have needs for physical healing. How many know God is our healer? He's able to heal you. He's able to heal you. Whatever it is, just think about the blessings of the past. Think about the blessings of the Think about the miracles of the past. And that will instill you with faith to believe God. That the God of yesterday is also the God of today. The God that worked that miracle for you yesterday is also the God that is able to work that miracle for you today. See, the problem is, is that we, we, we forget about what he's done for us. And what he did for us yesterday, he wants to do even greater today. If we... We pray that this message has encouraged you to grow in your walk with God. To hear more messages, visit www.visionintlstore.com. Thank you for listening. God bless you.